Hey, Jono, and welcome back to Jabber. Today we have our extra special guest, Mr. Eric Angelo. Hi. I'm telling you kids, this guy is gorgeous. She has brains. She has an attorney at law. <laughs> I am He-Hulk, attorney at law. <laughs> Are you watching that? Oh my God, I am. And um, so my my favorite like character by far i don't i don't even know how much i i care for she hulk and honestly the hulk is like my least favorite avenger but um but madison from like the third <laughs> or fourth episode Mad madison is my everything when, okay when she said she goes there's a y in there but, yeah, but it's not y. where you think yeah <laughs> I went to go Google like like the, the like you know how to spell her name and whatnot, and I was like, oh my god, it's a fucking stripper name. It's like M A D I S Y N N. Yes, Madison. <laughs> I had a daughter. Um, yes, I know, right? That's I'm going to be raising my daughter to be a Madison. <laughs> When she like comes into the courtroom with a drink and she's like, oh, I, she's like, you can't have it. The judge is like, you can't have a drink in here. And she like gives it to the bailiff. She's like, oh, you can finish this. I am not sick. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. So it's been a couple weeks since our last episode and you're in the same spot where I. I know. Can you believe? Yeah. I just, I just couldn't leave Hawaii. Yeah, like how is it there? It's gorgeous. It's warm. I think I'm gonna go like dive with some fishies and like a coral reef tomorrow before they're all permanently ruined by climate change. Oh. It's great. Something to talk about. Yeah, I yeah. highly recommend. I mean, Hawaii. It, it, you've got to escape from you know cold, cold DC uh, during November. So Hawaii is a great option. Yes. Yeah. So today, I want to get into gay marriage in America and how and why it's important to vote this year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm a fan of gay marriage. My husband is a fan of gay marriage. Yeah, um, you, guys, you guys got married, was it this year? Or last, we, no, last year. We actually just had our first anniversary on October 30th. It was not a Halloween wedding. I was like very clear to the guests that if anyone showed up in costume, they would like not be allowed in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so no, yeah, we've been married for a year and, uh, you know, and and now we have the delightful like uh, position of being in where it's like, oh, wow, I wonder if we got married just under the wire. Will Republicans be overturning the right to gay marriage? Oh my God. Maybe so. So let's talk about that. Um, how is married life? Married life is great. Honestly, I highly recommend it. I, I recommend uh, married life with like a person who's right for you. Somebody that you don't have to kind of, the disagreements don't become fights, that type of thing. And, um, uh, you know, for me, there's, there's people always say relationships are hard. And, and, and that can be true. It's always hard to make sure that two people's needs are being met. But, um, but I've never really found, um, I've never found married life uh, or, or life with Colin period to be difficult. Because when you find the right person, um, 
you know, you want to take care of each other and, uh, and you want to make sure each other are, are getting, having their needs fulfilled and getting everything that they want. So I think, I think I finally have that. Aww. And if That's you guys want to see uh, Eric's hunky husband, visit his mm -hmm. Instagram and go check him out. Oh, yeah, please. At Eric Commando, E-R-I-C-C-O-M-F-A-N-D-O. -E um, Colin doesn't have an Instagram of his own, so instead I post thirst traps of him on my Instagram. There you go. <laughs> Doing it for the likes. Uh-huh, exactly, <laughs> yep. Doing it for the gays. Everything for the gays. With how things are being slowly taken away from everyone in our community and you know like our our rights our yeah. rights you know like mm -hmm. how do you what do you think of everything <laughs> i mean they've they've come for abortion i i see them coming for gay marriage what's next our iced coffee i hope not um don't touch no, my I, lube don't touch my <laughs> silicone-based lube um no, so, you know, I feel like I actually have to fess up something because when I was on uh, Jabber with you, uh, was the, it must have been earlier this year or maybe it was last year. I, I don't remember right now. I think but, uh, but, you know, I, I spoke with you about uh, the conservative Supreme Court and... Um, and things like, uh, you know, gay marriage and abortion. And at the time, I said that I didn't uh, have a major concern about the Supreme Court overturning gay marriage. And the reason that I said that is because the Supreme Court doesn't have any enforcement power of its own. Okay, the Supreme Court relies entirely upon uh, primarily the executive, but also the legislative branches to... Um, to execute whatever positions that they lay out any um, and the decisions that they issue. And so because of that, the Supreme Court has always been um, really uh, avoidant of issuing decisions that were so controversial that, um, that the other branches wouldn't want to enforce them. Uh, certainly the Supreme Court has has issued controversial decisions in the past. I mean, at the time, Brown versus Board of Education, which integrated schools, um, was a very controversial position in many parts of the country. And it ultimately ended in in Arkansas, the, the governor and the, and the president having to deploy uh, the army to control rioting regarding um, the integration of schools there. But because gay marriage and abortion particularly are so popular in America, my perspective before was that they would not issue a decision to overturn Roe versus Wade um, and, and KCV Planned Parenthood, which was the follow-up case to Roe versus Wade, um, and that they wouldn't overturn Obergefell, which was the gay marriage decision, um, because they're just too popular. But um, I am here to tell you that I was wrong because, uh, you know, at, as you know, early, earlier this year, they did overturn Roe versus Wade, an extremely popular uh, decision from the past, if controversial, 
still the majority of Americans supported the right to abortion. And, and when was that passed? Yeah, Roe versus Wade uh, came into being in the 70s. And that, so it's not a law per se, but a Supreme Court decision. Um, and it was the Supreme Court saying that uh, essentially that a woman has a right to make these uh, decisions over her own bodily autonomy. Um, I, I'll be completely honest with you. The Roe versus Wade decision was a very poorly written decision actually ruth bader ginsburg was on record as not liking roe versus wade it's 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 not well reasoned but um casey versus planned parenthood which was a 1992 decision um kind of went and backfilled in a lot of the gaps in logic in roe versus wade and kind of provided a little bit more of a of a strong legal basis for the right to abortion and that that right is built on something called uh, the right to privacy. And um, basically, in, in uh, the Constitution, there is um, there's there's provisions that disallows the government from doing things, you know, executing unreasonable searches and seizures of um, your property and um, the way that the Supreme Court interpreted those things that in, they in, interpreted the due process clause was to say that there are some things that aren't specifically enumerated in the Constitution that aren't directly written out, which are kind of implied to be there. And so there's uh, what they called a penumbra, a very fancy word, a penumbra of rights, um, which which kind of surrounded those that were specifically written out that it was uh these rights are an extension of the same rationale that was written out in the constitution so what roe did was say that as part of that right to privacy the right for the government not to be involved in your business that you have a right to do whatever you want with your body um and the the thing that's very scary for gay marriage is that it was based on the same right to privacy. It's saying that there are some things that are so um, sacred, so, um, you know, so personal that the government shouldn't have any say in those. And those include the things that you do in your bedroom. They include um, your personal relationships, what you do with your body. Um, but as we peel those rights back, as we say that, um, for one, that a woman doesn't have a right to decide what to do with her body, then uh, then all of the other rights that are based upon this concept of a right to privacy also uh, become much more at, at risk. Yeah, and it's, it's your fucking body. What does it matter to yeah. a- anyone? You know, whatever you decide to do with your body. What are they going to come for tattoos next? Maybe yeah. so. And I mean, oh, and, there, and there is something the- going on right now with that because Kat Von D is being sued right now for tattooing an image that she um, tattooed onto this uh, person's body. And it was a photographer that is suing her for this huge amount of money. And it's like, for, for oh my me, gosh. Like, me thinking at it as, as a photographer, and it's like, I would be honored if somebody put like their my image on someone's body what's next 
Right. <laughs> that's interesting because that must be an intellectual property case. That's uh, that's crazy. I mean, yeah, I, I always sort of thought that was like, I mean, people are tattooing, you know, Mickey Mouse on their bodies. Disney isn't even coming for them. And if Disney's not coming for you over your, your tattoos, then I don't think anyone else should be able to. <laughs> but, you know, the, the thing that really bugs me about the um, the abortion decision, particularly, is that um, I, I, I've said this before on your show, I really try to understand um, any given policy that I disagree with from the opposition side as well. And so thinking about it in terms of uh, whether or not essentially a, uh, a fetus is a person, it makes sense to me that you might believe that uh, if left uninterrupted, you know, a pile of cells will eventually turn into a human, that that pile of cells has additional rights that you wouldn't accord to, you know, a fingernail. Um, but at the same time, it makes complete sense that people have a major interest in controlling their own body and not having to go through nine months of literal torture, according to the UN, a forced pregnancy is torture. Um, it makes complete sense that that would be viewed as a huge ethical violation. So without trying to decide for myself, because I truly do not have a dog in this race, you know, uh, I will not be getting pregnant, my partner will not be getting pregnant, and I don't have a right to comment on other people's bodies and choices. What I can say is that what you're really talking about is a philosophical argument, right? It's like it's a, a philosophical, ethical decision as to whether or not you consider that lump of cells to be a human life or not. And if it's something that's such a gray area, that such a huge amount of people disagree on, why would it be something that we are telling the government they can be the final arbiter of? Why would the government be the one to decide what is philosophically correct? If it's a gray area, then the government shouldn't have its hands in it. And for me, that's how my personal views have evolved so that, uh, so that I can confidently say that women should have a right to, um, to all reproductive health care that they choose to. You know, it's a personal choice. And, uh, and as long as it's, you know, a, a decision that, is, that operates in that gray area, it's well contained within that right to privacy. Agreed. Can you imagine yeah. the floor of that bathhouse, like, just being like, it's a graveyard. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It's the murder that men commit on a daily basis. Yeah, if you Just really want to billions like, of lives. Like how are you gonna like monitor a teenager or something? You know what I mean? Like yeah. like oh my gosh. Well, don't even get me started because recently in Florida, of course, um there was a situation where a court went and uh and one of the things, uh, one of the ways that courts establish whether or not to allow a minor to get an abortion in the absence of, of parental consent, and this minor happened to be an orphan, is by determining whether or not they are responsible enough to make the decision for themselves. Um, and this court determined that this 16-year-old was not responsible enough to make the decision of whether or not to have an abortion. 
but by extension, therefore, was deciding this 16-year-old is responsible enough to have a baby. Jeez. You're not responsible enough to decide whether or not to have an abortion, but that's okay, because you're certainly responsible enough to have a baby. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I'm responsible enough to have a baby, so <sighs> God help the 16-year-olds. I mean, I think you're more responsible than me, but... <laughs> I don't know. Well, I didn't say you were responsible enough to have a baby either, sir. So I have a cat. But what I do know is what this world doesn't need is another Florida voter. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Is that terrible? That's terrible. And in the news, because uh -huh. sometimes I do read. We covered, oh, we, yeah. we covered, we covered. Yeah. You're joining my book club, right? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. going to be the next mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. long as, as long yeah. as it has a lot of pictures i'm good yes good <laughs> but miss mrs ted cruz recently came out saying that she's going to be standing for a bill that will uh -huh. that will codify gay marriage protections in a new federal law yes making it very clear that he's going to be standing for it and making sure that that goes as far as it can uh -huh. possibly go yes Okay, so I feel like that headline should have an asterisk next to it, though, um, because one, let me unequivocally uh, applaud Ted Cruz and the other various Republicans uh, stating that they want to codify the right to gay marriage. Um, I think I think it's very commendable, and I will full throatedly, uh, you know, uh, applaud any Republican who. Um, comes out in favor of it because it's just the right thing to do. However, um, it's also worth saying that it, part of the exchange that they want in, in, as part of that bill is they want a codification of religious freedom. And what I don't know yet is I don't know uh exactly what that's going to look like if they are saying that they want it to be a protected thing that if a, if a minister doesn't want to perform a gay marriage they don't have to well that already exists you, you know that's not really necessary if they're saying that they want to protect like the baker in colorado who wouldn't create a cake for a gay marriage um that is more problematic uh you know, the reason that I think it's problematic is because I don't view being gay as any different from, um, you know, uh, than uh, any other unchangeable attribute like race. And if a baker was like, well, I don't want to make cakes for black people, then I think everyone would be up at arms and like, wow, that's clearly unacceptable. Um, it's not a, a, a religious freedom issue. It's just prejudice. Um, and I'd like to remind you that during the 1950s and 60s, a lot, a lot of white people based their discriminatory views on, um, on religion. And they said that the Bible indicated that there, there should be like separation and differences between uh, races. And so it's not really a freedom of religion issue. It's a discrimination issue. Yeah. And so it, it is problematic if that's included. But with that said, um, you know, I think it's the compromise I would be willing to make in order to make sure that gay marriage is protected.
Definitely. And I don't know, what do you think? Do you think that compromises like that are okay? If you want to protect gay marriage, then maybe it's okay to, for now, pass a law that also says, uh, but, you, you know, Christians don't have to bake a cake for a gay wedding at their bakery if they don't want to. And it's like, I don't believe this part of it. I don't believe that a Christian or anyone else should have a right to discriminate against gay people on like providing services. But I think it's more important to me that gay people have the right to marriage. So I'm going to be willing to pass a law that has this compromise where something I don't believe in is in it because something I think is very important is also in it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now it does. So I don't know. Yeah. See, it's just, it's frustrating because, you know, we've talked about how important it is to vote before. Um, And it is super important, but there are, there are aspects to which voting won't fully fix the Supreme Court having uh, a 6-3 conservative majority that could just overturn gay marriage with the, you know, snap of their fingers overnight. Like, that won't fix it. So um what we can do is is uh talk to our politicians that we are electing with our vote and ask them to do whatever they can to help mitigate that that damage does that make sense sometimes i feel like i'm being confusing no now it now it does i was you know like out in space just a few minutes ago but i i've i've come back down see what i mean like everybody like he is able to bring everything down to like you know like all these big words it's like i do have i just got a bachelor's degree but you know like yeah congratulations i have a bachelor's in in images so you know (laughs) it's different so he has like words but like he knows how to dumb it down for like someone it's not about dumbing it down it's about well let, let me tell you the law literally uses uh you know, um, Latin terms like freaking resipsoloquitur and arguendo and uh, certiorari to make it confusing. Like we are, we are invested in people not understanding what the fuck we're talking about so we can charge them a lot of money to do the work for them. <laughs> um, but it doesn't have to be that, that complicated. Like, I don't think it's dumbing it down to make it um, simple because the basic basic concepts are pretty simple they just we make it harder than it needs to be true yeah you're wow. a smart cookie Jono. you're you're a, you're a good one anyone who listens to this podcast should know you're a smart cookie sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> speaking of my um my my bachelor's um my mm. my senior project was working on like religious beliefs and me turning those images into like my own interpretation of it. I had a really long conversation with one of my friends named Luther and he was saying that, you know, like you could actually become your own religion. Like what you're putting out there, it could actually become a religion. And so I was, I was like, huh? So like, if I, come up with this religion I get like a bunch of people to come in with it and my whole thing about is just being gay and happy and respecting one another could that be an actual thing 
I mean, it, sure. Like legally. It, every everything's about like religious freedoms now and and protecting that. Like yeah. what why not have a religion that is just like a like the gay religion that just protects everyone? And you, well, you do spend a lot of time on your knees, so yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, no, you can. Um, I, I anything can. I mean, really, anything could be considered a religion, basically. Uh, and uh, go for it, and then you can discriminate against straight people, and that would be exciting. That yeah. I'm here for it. Let's do it. That's going to be. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't make a, w- a cake for your wedding. I don't approve of straight marriage. Yeah, I don't, mis- I don't approve of breeders. Out of here, breeder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Finish this um, episode up by uh, how can people get involved, you know, like locally? Because. Yeah you're explaining to me that you know it starts at the local level right yeah so that's the thing is like we spend so much time talking about these big things like the supreme court which um the only impact that you have on that directly is who you elect president and you know that matters a lot but it's such a big national conversation or we talk about our senators and um the legislation they're going to pass but it seems like the conversations we have tend to stop at like who our Congress people are and we don't get any lower than that. But I, uh, you know, I've told you before about how I'm uh, a local elected official in DC and I work at literally the lowest level of elected official in DC, but that doesn't mean that I don't get to have a big impact on the day-to-day lives of people in my community. And one thing that I wish that we talked about more, and one thing that Democrats are really bad about doing, honestly, is um, getting people involved um, as elected officials at the local level. And one thing that I think your viewers uh, or listeners might be surprised to know is that even as an 18-year-old kid, there are ways for you to get uh, involved in elected office um, in the community nearby you, that could be if you're if you're in a small town, that could be uh, running for city council. It could be um, getting involved as a member of your school board. Um, there are there are actually so many positions that really matter and uh, that really do a lot to control how good people's day to day lives are. Are the roads in your area super? fucking terrible well you know that could be your your county supervisor is doing a shitty job maybe you would do a shit a a better maybe you would do a shittier job maybe you would do a better job (laughs) maybe you would do a better job than that person but um but so much about um uh major things happen at the local level you know we hear about schools banning books by and large that's happening um, you know, at the school board level, you know, in some circumstances, it's happening at the state level. Um, but, you know, there are also opportunities to run for, uh, you know, to be a state representative. And that's probably a much smaller community than you realize. Um, getting in touch with, uh, with your a local, uh, like political committee. So, you know, the Democrats in your county, for example, or even if you want to run as an independent, you can 
uh, easily look up local elected positions, just Google that shit and find out about ways to get involved. I found it really rewarding to be involved in a community where I represent just 2000 people. You know, it's like eight, it's like eight city blocks that I represent of suburban America, you know, and, and what I get to do is advocate for them. What, what do you do? Like, as, as far as advocating, what do you like door knock? Do you? Yeah. So, I mean, literally I ran on a platform of uh, working on pest control in my neighborhood because I recognized that the rats were getting out of control. There was a family of raccoons living in the roofs of my like row houses um, uh, of like my row of houses that uh, I live on. And uh, these things were not being addressed by the city. Uh, Construction was taking super long. So I went and I ran for this position and what it did is it gave me more of a platform to go out and door knock, listen to my uh, constituents' concerns and uh, and then talk to, in my case, the, the city agencies that have a direct hand in things like pest control and in public safety. You know, DC has a real problem with violent crime. And so, uh, you know, really? one of the... Yeah, I know, right? Well, think about it this way. This is truly horrifying, but street crime is so prevalent that in the last year, um, five people were murdered in my district of 2,000 people. Five people dying by murder in one year is an unacceptable number of people in really any community, but in a 2,000-person district, it's unthinkable so actually being someone who's going to harass the police until they provide uh protection harass the mayor's office to provide programs that will help people get out of um you know the kind of uh circles where they're being drawn into violent crime um and uh and addressing the economic needs of those people who are involved in like drug trade and everything because they don't have other options those things are crucial and they're happening in your community. You know, the opioid epidemic is happening in your community. And that's not to say that Congress and and, uh, your state legislature doesn't need to do things about them, but, uh, but your local community is probably the one that's going to be providing the most in terms of actual resources um, to, to help alleviate those problems. So getting involved at that level is scary because it's, a lot of responsibility but um it's so crucial and getting people who have compassionate views who want to um, help the people who are struggling in their communities is incredibly important the difference between electing a democrat to a, a position like mine and a and a republican is that one of these two sides is going to view it as an individual problem where the person who's involved in street crime who by the way uh, the people who are perpetrating street crime are also uh, way more likely to be the ones who are uh, victims of street crime themselves, you know, and it's like breaking those cycles is going to happen at the local level and and figuring out how to be involved. So crucial. Wow. What's something that people are going to need, like when starting this? It's like, are they going to need business cards? Are they going to need like some type of... Yeah. Um, like what tools are they going to need yeah. resources? Well, I would say that the the first tool that you have is to reach out to people who 
um, have done it before. There's a lot of organizations that exist to help um, new people get on the ballot and uh, people who actually want to see change and want to uh, help themselves. Um, and so reaching out, like, like I say, to your, your local chapter of Democrats or um, any number of these nonprofit organizations that are designed to help people understand how to get on the ballot, on the ballot and run uh, can be a great place to start. Um, another uh, a good place to start is honestly talking to your neighbors and asking them uh, what the issues they see are. Because one thing I've learned is that uh, I don't see everything that's going on in my own community. Like within just just your neighborhood, there are probably a lot of different interacting um, social circles and uh, economic circles of people who are going through different things. And the only way you're gonna learn what they need and the problems they're dealing with is by talking to them directly. So you just can't be afraid to reach out and say, hey, I'm, I'm considering running for local office. Um, and uh, I was wondering if you'd be willing to talk to me about, uh, you know, what the problems you see in our neighborhood or our community are. And, um, you know, there, there are so few people who are unwilling to talk to you about that. Uh, I mean, think about it. If somebody uh, came up to you and said they were interested in helping in your community and they want to know the things that you've experienced, like you're going to want to talk to them. So uh, that's a really good place to start too. And you mentioned that you have your own little district of 2000 people. Like, is yeah. that information? How, how do you get that information? Uh, oh, okay. So, well, it depends on, you know, your jurisdiction. It depends where you live. So, um, you know, I found out about, like I looked up in DC, um, what was going to be on the ballot in the next election. And I found out the positions that, that were open. Um, in my case, I found out that um, no one else was going to be on the ballot for this position. Um, and it was actually after the point where you could register to be on the ballot. So I ran a write-in campaign. There was one other person who was also running a write-in campaign. So I got a little bit of competition. <laughs> but... Um, but you know, those are the the things that can help you kind of identify where you can get involved. But there's also non um, uh, there's also like elected positions that aren't necessarily in government. Like you can be involved in your local um, Democrats chapter if if uh, that's something you're interested in, and they typically have. Um, uh, committee members and uh, whatnot that will um help kind of dictate what local policies and positions are going to be and support local candidates and so maybe that's your your way to get involved or if you're interested in education look at how your local school board operates go to some uh board meetings uh, that are open to the public and hear about the issues that they're talking about and if you feel that that's something you're passionate about then um you know and and also if you identify that uh you know one of those board members you just strongly disagree with man give them a run for their money don't be afraid to to run against someone and and put your opinion out there awesome thank you so much for sharing all that information it, it was a yeah. lot it was a little heavy but you know it yeah it, it, but, i know but, well jono let's get you on like the weho city council okay i think 
I think you can do a lot of good there. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there. It'll be my stepping ground to, you know, before I actually run for president, you know? I know. I'm so excited. Kick, uh, kick Joe Biden to the curb. All right. Take his second term. You know, what's funny. I'm going to out myself right now, but I, I hit all the, except for the merit being married part, all the requirements for a president. I just, I turned 35 this year. So I, Oh my God, I did not realize. I thought you were like 30. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell people. <laughs> You're like, actually, it's like five years till I can run for president. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just senator. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, you know, it, it, to get shit done. Yeah. yeah, I know. Absolutely. Well, and, and that's the thing is like, uh, uh, the national level politics is so like scummy, honestly, if we're being completely real between both parties, like, uh, the, the way that those races are are run it's just absolutely brutal and uh and there's so much good stuff that we can do um on on a much more local level so we love it make some change and i hope yeah, girl i hope this episode inspires we, we went from marriage to politics again but you know it, it's 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 you know, like this is our community and these are things that we need to get done and things that are need to be put into the spotlight. We need to understand all these things because it affects not only, you know, everybody who lives in the, you know, city or, you know, state or in the, you know, like United States, it affects everything. Mm -hmm. Like Eric said, at the local level, that could, you know, like be your starting point to make change. And, you know, it yeah. has to start from somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. And once you've actually held elected office, I can tell you personally, there's like ups and downs to it. So you can decide if it's something that you actually like to do before. Um, oh, my God, you like get elected to Congress and then you're like, wait, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming on again. And yeah, you know, with me catching up, talking shit, you know, that's what you know, like, that's what we do. It's what we love to do. Oh and my god. I, yes. Next time just have me on to like gossip about, you know, I don't know, the Kardashians and it'll be a totally yeah. different vibe. This we'll yeah. we'll 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 do it like when we just have a glass of wine and just like talk shit. I know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank oh my you gosh. so much. I appreciate Thanks you. Thanks for having me, Jono. Of course. Love you. Bye. Love you too. <laughs> This is Jabber Podcast, executive produced by John Madison. If you have a question, comment, topic, or story you want to share, we want to hear it. Email jabbrpod at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter at jabberpod. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Stories and mentions are not meant to hurt anyone or their subtitle parties. Intro and outro, LA Step by We. <laughs>